Okay, so our dilemma this week deals with a second-hand car. We all know that when you're buying a second-hand car, you've got to be very careful. Uh, and for some reason, second-hand car dealers have a, a name for themselves. But here, this particular case, there was not a dealer, it was a private sale, which is much more common these days. People selling, selling their cars um, on, online. And um, the, um, there are many sites, websites, such as um, Gumtree here in Australia, where people put their car on to, up, up for sale. And you can go to an individual rather than going to a, a, a dealer and just buy, buy their car. So there was a certain person, he was looking for a particular car. He wanted an Alfa Romeo, a particular model, uh, 2015. And he was looking, looking around. He knew the going price for this was $40,000. For, for the car he wanted, uh, it was a $40,000 car. And he was looking to see if he could find a, a, a good deal. And he found several online until one caught his eye that it was the Alfa Romeo he wanted, the, the year he wanted, for $20,000. That's, that's half price. But... Um, you know, something that's too good to be true, you know, you can't believe that someone's selling a $40,000 car for $20,000. So he made contact with the seller. He says, yeah, it's available. He said, why is it so cheap? Like, is something wrong with it? He said, yeah, there is. There is a, a, a serious issue with the transmission. Um, and it, it needs it needs some, some serious work. Um, and that's why that's why the price is so low. So, so the guy said, okay, uh, l let me look into that. And he, he, he found out the details of what the car needed. And he spoke to a mechanic who he knew and asked him what would it cost to fix the transmission of this car. And he, he gave him the details. And the guy said, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a big job. That's not a small job. That's a big job. That, that will cost something like $15,000 to fix that properly. So he did the maths and he says, well... The car is usually $40,000. I'm getting in here for $20,000. My mechanic who I trust is telling me I can fix it for $15,000. I'm $5,000 better off. It's a bit of a hassle. And that's probably why the owner is selling it. He can't be bothered getting this, the, the whole uh, repair done. But if I can get the car I want for $35,000 instead of $40,000, it's worth the effort of getting it fixed. And so after doing the checks and he had his mechanic had a look at the car and everything was it was confirmed that yes I can do the job it's all fine he did it he bought the car for 20,000 and uh and his plan was to to take take it to the mechanic but he decided just before he takes it to the mechanic he's just going to do a little bit more research to see if there's maybe a cheaper way of doing it maybe maybe there's some some other uh, mechanic could do this cheaper so he did a bit of a google on the the make and the model and the transmission. And in doing that, he discovered something fascinating. That Alfa Romeo had put out a call, uh, a recall on this car, saying that there was a known blemish, there was an imperfection in the transmission of this car, and they are happy to repair it for free. That Alfa Romeo is taking responsibility for, for this blemish that has been discovered in this particular model. 
and they will repair it for free. All you need to do is bring the car to an, any Alfa Romeo dealer and, uh, and they will do the repairs for you free of charge. Fantastic. So now our buyer is on top of the world. He's bought a $40,000 car for $20,000. The blemish that it has is getting fixed for free by the manufacturer. So he's uh, he's all good. They but tell the seller. Well then, then his his conscience his conscience plays on him and he says, "Hang on a minute." There's no way in the world if the seller would have realized that he could get it fixed for free, there's no way in the world he would have sold it to me for twenty thousand dollars. But but the seller didn't do homework. He didn't go and try and find out. True, true. I mean, even if the seller will just go to a local mechanic, the local mechanic will be able to tell him that there's a recall. It could possibly, although this the, the mechanic didn't know that you know the, the buyer, his mechanic didn't didn't know, or maybe he did know, uh, and didn't share that information. I don't know, but um, it it's it's it will certainly hear the seller didn't know about it. If he would know about it, he certainly would not have sold the car for twenty thousand dollars. The question is, is the buyer the you know the finders keepers? He he found this deal. He found this information. The seller didn't know about it. It's his car now. He's paid for it. So is is it his windfall? Or do we say that no, it's not fair? There's something fishy about it because when the buyer asked the seller if anything wrong with the deal, the seller was up front and said, yes, the transmission is faulty. That means that he already went to somewhere and knew to pinpoint the problem. So it was up to the seller to take it one step ahead and say, okay, uh, how or how much, for how or for how much can I fix it? Well, the seller may have done what the buyer did he and spoken to the mechanic. The time and effort, then... Maybe the mechanic told him the same thing. It's $15,000 to fix this. And he said, I, I, can't, I can't be bothered. I'm selling this car. I'm getting rid of it. That's, that's what he said. Hold on. Also, also a mechanic is not going to generally direct you to Alfa Romeo for the free job. When you come to a mechanic for a quotation, they're just going to tell you what it costs. That's their job. Right, right. So, so we can, we can, we can not, not suspect the mechanic of doing anything wrong. You, you, you're correct, but there's only one disclaimer, because if it's a recall by the company, the mechanic has to disclose it. He cannot just re repair behind the scenes because there is a recall on it. Yeah, so so w w it, even if we assume that, let's say the mechanic didn't know, he did, he, he wasn't up to date, uh, who knows, he, did, he didn't hear about it. Maybe for some reason, maybe there's a reason why he didn't hear about it. What do we do here? So, uh, a Mishnah or a Gemara speaks about something that well, doesn't sound very similar, but we'll see the principle is the, is the same. Listen to this case that the Gemara discusses. Uh, there, there are two guys by the banks of a river, and the river's raging, and their donkeys get pulled into the river. Two people each have their own donkey, and these two donkeys are starting to drown in the river, in this raging river. One of the guys watching this is a good swimmer, 
But he knows that he can only save one donkey. He's not going to be able to save both donkeys. He'll, he can jump in, into the river and pull one out, but the other one's going to go. His donkey's worth $100. And so he quickly turns to the other guy and says, I'll save your donkey on condition that you pay me $100, the worth of my donkey. In other words, do you want your donkey enough that you'll pay me $100 so I can buy a new donkey? But I'll save yours, mine, mine won't make it. And he agrees, he says, yes, please, I want, I want my donkey. So the guy jumps in and he saves the donkey. He does. So the deal was, save, save the donkey and, and I pay you $100, that was the deal. In the meantime, miracle of miracles, his donkey somehow w waded its way to the banks and walked out of the river, survived. He was sure that, that there's no way this donkey's going to get out. The donkey did get out. So the question is, does the deal stand? The deal was, I jump in and save your donkey for $100. Or do we say that, no, the condition was that assuming you're losing your donkey by saving my donkey, I'm paying you back. I'm, I'm reimbursing you for the donkey you lost. But if you got your donkey back, you're not out of pocket. So then why do I owe you $100? So, what the, the Gemara says about this is that the deal was that I'm, you're paying $100 because I'm not saving my donkey, I'm saving your donkey. That was the deal. The fact that the donkey walked out of the river, which is a, a miraculous thing, donkeys don't generally survive this, but it did, that was a gift from heaven. That was after the deal. Basically, the donkey of the Savior was not his. It was ownless. He's, he'd given up on it. He'd given up on his donkey when he dived in to save the other guy's donkey. He'd given up on his donkey. Therefore, it wasn't his anymore. When it came out of the river, that donkey was a gift from heaven. It was, given out of, it was an ownless donkey that was given to him because he'd given up on it. And that gift from heaven is his. The deal remains. The deal was, I save your donkey by giving up on my donkey, I get $100. The fact that my donkey came back was a gift from heaven, he gets to keep the donkey. Because we're dividing the, 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 the deal, at the time of the deal, he gave up on his donkey. And when he received that donkey back, that was like a new a gift, that was something completely new. Applying that to our situation... When he bought the car, when the buyer bought this car, he bought it as a car that needs work. A 20, it's worth $20,000 because it needs a lot of work. It's a hassle to take it to the, to the mechanic. It's going to cost money. And so therefore, it's not a $40,000 car. It's a $20,000 car with $15,000 of work plus hassle. And, and so therefore, it was, a, it was a fair deal. Now, later it was discovered that it's not $15,000 of work, it's a free job that the company will do. That was only discovered by the buyer after the fact. The question is, when did that fact become a fact? When did the company give that recall message out? This will determine who really deserves uh, that windfall. If the recall came out earlier, before the deal, before the sale. So 
the fact that the information had not reached the seller of the car, well, nevertheless, the, the, the windfall is his. The company wants to fix his car. He didn't know about it. He, he didn't get the message yet. But it was for him. If the recall message only came out after the sale, and that's why the mechanic didn't say anything, because it, it, it wasn't fact yet. He didn't know anything. It just happened to be that after buying this car, the recall message came out. Then it's clear that the, that, that blessing is coming to him. He, he bought a car. At the time, he, was, he, he had to do $15,000 of repairs. And a blessing came from heaven that the company sent out a message now that it's being recalled, we're going to fix it for you for free. Then that's his blessing. That's like the donkey coming out of the water after the deal was made. But if the donkey came out of the water before the deal was made, before he jumped into the, into the, into the water, before, before he, he tried to save it, so then, well, that would be different. Here as well, if the recall message went out before the sale, it just didn't reach him. He didn't, he didn't know about it. So then we would have to say that that was supposed to go to him. He was, he was supposed to get his car fixed for free by the, the, the seller, meaning the original owner was supposed to get his car fixed for, for free. He just didn't get the message. And so the right thing would be for the buyer to say, well, this is the, 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 the basis of our sale was, was, a, was under false pretenses. The understanding was that this is $15,000 uh, needing to be fixed. But if that's actually not the case, then is it really fair for me to take, take that? The seller would never have agreed to that. But if the message only came out after, it's his windfall. So is the deal should be cancelled? If, if we find out that the recall message was, was before the sale, and for whatever reason it, it, it got lost in the mail, he, di he didn't get it yet. Well, that was money that was coming to him. That was, that was a... a, a correction by the company that was coming to the original owner and so yeah the sale would have to be cancelled or some agreement some arrangement be made between them if even if if let's say the 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 company had uh, sent out letters the day before the sale but the mail hadn't arrived and the mail arrived the day after the sale so but 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 the the recall was done before the sale so you're selling a car that that really should be fixed for free by by the company and so therefore the fair thing would be the right thing would be to for for the buyer to say that that windfall was yours not mine it was still when it was your car the company offered to fix it you just didn't know about it Rabbi, can I ask you something? Yep. Is if that situation really did occur, hmm. did 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 you, for example, did you extrapolate halacha from the Gemara so that if this was brought to a base din, it would likely be ruled that if 
Volkswagen or Alpha had done it before, then the windfall belongs to the, the, the seller. Is that likely how it would go? That's that's how it was. Yeah, that this this was right. brought, brought to to Rav Zilberstein. Oh, this was a real real case. Whether it was a real case or not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Ah, oh, right. But but it, right, it was right. certainly presented as a case. And, Got you. And 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 he made the connection to that Gemara. Genius. This is gen- thank you so much. What a what a this was amazing. I loved it. Thank you so much, Rabbi. Thank you. All right, speak soon. Have a great day. All the best, everybody. Bye.